0: Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home, and you'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. We cover it all. Well, today is September 21st, and if you are a regular listener, you probably haven't heard me say the date in a while because I. it was suggested that I go by episode and season. Well, I totally Mess that up, never kept the numbers straight for the episodes, and so it was suggested by Chris, and everybody knows Chris, he's my IT guy, that I better go back to the date. It sounds better because I can also talk about what's coming up date-wise. So today is September 21st, and Halloween is right around the corner, and before you know it, it's going to be Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well, that being said, I wanted to talk about remodeling because if you're planning on remodeling, your kitchen, your bathroom, adding a room, changing the floors, it's not a good time. First of all, uh, nothing's ever gonna really happen quickly before the holidays. So I always suggest to people to start after the new year. So you have October, November, December, this is a good time to plan what you wanna do. The first thing I would suggest is plan on what you want to remodel and what your dream is. What is it going to look like? Now, if it's a kitchen or bathroom, I definitely suggest that you get a professional to help you with the design. That's the first thing you have to do. Second thing is, once you have a good design, you're comfortable with it, you should be looking at appliances. So here's the bad news. We're still having problems with delivery, the supply chain and everything else. It hasn't gotten any better. Matter of fact, from my own experience, I started remodeling a kitchen family room, two bathrooms, January, 2022. And we're still not done. We're still waiting for tile. Thank goodness we've got everything else, but there's one particular tile, that we're having a hard time getting so even though i do this all the time you never know what the lead time is going to be so don't count on a specific date to start your project you need the appliances now you could order the appliances put your deposit down get somewhat of a delivery date and then get the specs so then that goes with your design So then you can work on getting a price for the cabinets. But there again, cabinet companies have a long lead time. Uh, There's problems getting certain parts and pieces for the design. So this is not gonna happen overnight, unfortunately. So the first thing you should do, like I said, get your designer and then start working on your plan. Then start working on your finishes and then look for the general contractor. Here again, contractor has a long lead time because the good ones are busy. And again, they're taking longer to complete a job than they used to. But I would suggest, and I've said this many times, don't forget to find two or three contractors and interview them. The best thing you want to do is get referrals from them. Make sure they're not the relatives and talk to the people. See how happy they were with the contractor. Find out if there were any problems. Did he solve the problems? And I'll tell you right now, there's no remodeling that goes on without problems. But when there's a solution, when your general contractor jumps to that situation and gets the solution so that you're happy, then that's a good contractor. The ones that drag their feet, they don't take care of customer service, or they do things without telling you, or there are charges without you knowing about them, those are the ones you wanna walk away from. So getting the contractor, getting comfortable with him, and then having him give you a start date, and then lock in that start date if you're comfortable. That's the thing you want to do immediately. Um, You can do it before the holidays, but they're probably going to put you off and they're going to say, We're too busy. Call us back after the new year and we'll figure out what our schedule is. Well, while we're talking about schedules, let's talk about monogram appliances. I love monogram appliances, they are one of the best on the market. And I'm not going to say that you're going to get them immediately. So we've already talked about the supply chain. Matter of fact, I had my rep from Monogram doing a podcast. And the first thing he said was, and this was several months ago, don't take it out on your salesperson. Nobody can hurry along the supply chain. It's not under our control. But you ordering what you need as soon as possible will solve a lot of your problems. Don't think that you're going to say, oh, you know, I think I'm going to add a warming drawer. I mean, you'd be lucky to get it uh, in a couple of weeks. Maybe somebody has one in stock that uh, was ordered and somebody changed their mind, but don't count on that. Anyway, getting back to Monogram, their appliances are very intelligent, and you can get the smart app To put on your phone so that you can work with your appliances and they update the app so that if you have a smart oven you will get updated recipes and a lot of information that you i never thought that they would put on there but i would definitely get a smart appliance now as i've said before if you don't have a smart appliance your app isn't going to work with your existing appliances but you can get Appliances that are smart and you don't necessarily need to get the app, but I would suggest that you go to monogram.com to learn more about their appliances or you can visit a local showroom and I suggest that you talk to a, a knowledgeable salesperson, ask him all the questions he should be asking you how you cook what you'd like to see in the appliances, and then show them to you. And a lot of times they are working appliances, so you'll be able to see how they work and if you're comfortable with them. So shop, I'm sorry, monogram.com is their website, and that's where you can go look at their appliances and get some heads up before you go look at the showroom. Okay, let's get back to designing. I wanna talk about open floor plans. Now this is something near and dear to my heart because I love open floor plans. I started doing them probably 25 years ago. It was new back then, and it involves working with a contractor, finding out which walls are load-bearing and what's gonna make the room or the space cohesive with your lifestyle, Um, but, Definitely, it's all pros on open floor plans. Unless you live in a little bungalow, unless it's not going to work if you knock down walls. Because let's face it, you need some walls to put your appliances on and your cabinets. But as far as open floor plans go for kitchens, I just read an article where they interviewed several high-end designers from around the world, and they all had the same uh, comments. They said that, and I agree with them, that having separate rooms kind of closes in the communication, but if you have an open floor plan, um, then it's going to encourage the socialization. So we all know that people like to cook when they have company, and everybody joins in, and you know, if your kitchen is small, that's a good time to remove a wall so that it's accessible. You know that and I've heard this a million times, everybody ends up in the kitchen. The kitchen is the heart of the home. And it's true. It's really true. We all like to interact with people as we're working in the kitchen. So a lot of people say, well, I don't want anybody in my kitchen. I want it to be on my own. And that's possibly because your kitchen looks too much like a kitchen. You know, if you... Um, are looking for something that would work real well with, say, your openness, your family room, dining area, you could try uh, working with a designer who is knowledgeable about contemporary looks, where they can design the kitchen where it doesn't look like a kitchen. And you're probably saying, what kitchen doesn't look like a kitchen? But think about it. If your cabinets are plain slab wood, where there's no recess, it doesn't look like a shaker. And it's wood, typically, or a color, white, gray. And then your appliances, your tall appliances, would be refrigerators and ovens. Now, the manufacturers of the appliance have really worked with the designers, and so the refrigerators are able to be integrated into the cabinets so that you can't even find them. You might say, well, how am I going to find the refrigerator? Well, there's a handle. The ovens are a little bit different. Uh, You can't put anything in front of them. If you want to have them not stand out so that the kitchen really looks like a uh, storage area, say in a family room, you can always put the ovens below the countertop on, say, an island. But typically, everybody's liking this idea because it doesn't look like your grandmother's kitchen from years ago. I do like that idea. So, again, another uh, definite advantage of the open kitchen is so that you can multitask. Your kids can be doing homework very nearby, and you can keep track of what they're doing, uh, especially if they're on a computer or if they need help. And you can also be watching TV while you're cooking and working in the kitchen. You can catch up on the news or a movie or a recipe. So gone are the days when kitchens were built in the back of the house um, where the mother used to, I say the mother, never the father years ago, um, but the mother used to make dinner, clean up, and had no clue what was going on in the areas where the family was, whether it was sitting at the dining room table or the living room. Um, She would actually work her bones off and then come walking into the dining room with the dinner. And that happened in my house. We had a kitchen that was sort of sequestered, tall um, wall separating the dining area. And, of course, it was open to the family room because... These particular houses um, had a kitchen family room. Not a lot of houses back east did that, but as you know, I live in Arizona, and 40 years ago, the family room kitchen was really one big room, but they kept the dining room separate. So I knocked down the wall, so I have a huge great room, and that made me feel more comfortable when I had company, and they're sitting at the dining room table, And I felt like I was in a room all by myself. So I had no idea what they were talking about. Or if somebody needed my help, I'd have to come around the wall to the dining room and say, hey, is there anybody that is willing to help me do whatever? So I do like the idea of opening the space. And of course, when you have an open kitchen, you have to remove the walls. Now, that's really important. If you're working with a general contractor, they have to make sure that there's no load-bearing walls that you're going to remove. That's why I always suggest work with a professional. I know some people, do-it-yourselfers, who are experienced. They'd be able to tell what would happen if they had a load-bearing wall. You can't remove it. You actually can if you put a glue lamb beam in the um, attic part Sometimes it has to be lower than the ceiling, and maybe if you wrap it with drywall, you can use it as part of the design. But as I always say, don't try this at home by yourself. You definitely need to work with the proper people. So, um, open floor plans, I love them. But I can't say that there is no negative side to an open floor plan. Definitely, if you've got little kids, And you want a quiet area when you're cooking, then the noise carries when you have an open kitchen, whether it's a TV in another room or kids yelling or somebody playing the piano and somebody wants to watch the TV. And that's the downside. You almost have to plan ahead what your lifestyle is like, what the traffic pattern is like and how that's going to work for you. So that, to me, is the only negative on an open floor plan. It makes the area brighter, more light, um, more uh, happier. Everybody's together. Nobody's sequestered in their little spaces. I would say think about the open floor plan. Let me talk about Studio 41 before I go on. Of course, everybody... Has been who have been listening to my podcasts. And by the way, if you would subscribe, I'd appreciate it so that you are notified when I do these weekly podcasts. But anyway, that being said, Studio 41 has about 15 showrooms, as I say every week, and 14 of them are all over the state of Illinois, but there's one in Scottsdale. It's their flagship store, and I'm lucky enough to be near it So I use that as my source for all my plumbing supplies, my cabinet hardware. Um, They have cabinets. They have everything you can think of, and it is open to the public. So you can also go online, and their website is shopstudio41.com. Now, again, I will mention that their selection of hardware is the largest I have ever seen. Uh, so, it would be worth it to either call them and if you find something that you like, you can call shop online uh, or and they can send it to you. Or if you live near someplace in Illinois where you can go visit their showroom, you'll be amazed and uh, definitely you'll be impressed. They have everything. So, again, they're Website is shopstudio41.com. Well, let's go back to the open kitchen. Like I said, I do surgery on just about every kitchen that I remodel. And I've always gone back to the client and asked how it's working for them. Would they change anything? And the answer is, I love it. This is great. I would not change anything. And that's part of using a professional kitchen designer when you do your project. You never want to do anything piecemeal. So working with a professional, she will or I will uh, show you the plan, suggestions, and you're free to make comments. And that's why we call it redlining the plan. So be open with that. But uh, I just want to mention that a couple of years ago, I wrote a blog about the open kitchen, and I mentioned all of the pros and cons that I said before. Basically, there's a lot more pros than a con. And um, I did get a comment from somebody, unfortunately, and this person was just constantly whining about the open kitchen, how it's it's horrible, it's not working, um, people should really stay in their little cubbyhole when they're um, cooking, it covers the mess. Well, actually, let me just say that when you remodel your kitchen, no matter how messy it is, it looks great, because it's a new, brand new space, and you've got the best of everything, so why shouldn't it look good? And you know, when, if you're trying to hide the mess, why bother? You'll have people come in and they would expect you to prep their dinner and help you. Most of the time people do jump in and help when you have an open kitchen. So anyway, this person disagreed with me. And then I found out that he actually disagreed because he lived in a very small apartment in New York. Now, if you've ever been to see apartments in new york or seen them on the internet or in magazines they're extremely tiny there's once you take a wall out you have no space to put appliances or cabinetry so i agreed with him in his situation so it's not going to fit for everybody's lifestyle or for everybody's plan so you do have to look at the floor plan like i said the floor plan the lifestyle your family, how you work in the kitchen, how you work together, do you entertain? So there's a lot of variables, but I don't see any negatives with an open thought plan. So here it is going towards the end of 2022. And if you're thinking about remodeling, like I said before, start looking at what you can possibly Put in your kitchen appliances, countertops, what kind of cabinets, what kind of flooring, what kind of lighting, what kind of plumbing fixtures. There's a lot of decisions to make. So use this space from now until the end of the year to shop online or to go to the showrooms, that's even better, and decide what you want. And then you can get a budget put together um, and contact some general contractors. I hope this helps you because it's not that easy to remodel a kitchen. There's a lot of decisions to be made, and you don't ever want to make a mistake halfway through. Though, why did we do that? We should have put the refrigerator on the other side of the kitchen. You can't do that. Well, you can, but it's going to cost you a fortune. Also, it's going to elongate the uh, the uh, finished timeline. You'll never get anything done if you keep making up your, changing your mind. And if you don't have a plan in place, which is very important, then you're going to be unhappy with the finished product. So I think I've covered everything. So if you um, have any questions, you can email me at at nancyhugo.com. And if you want to see some of my projects, you can go to my website, nancyhugo.com. I have to apologize that I haven't updated the pictures because I've been busy these past many years, but there's a lot to see there. Don't forget to share these podcasts with your friends, too. Every podcast is an education for a product or a design. A lot of times I have guests who are experts in their fields. Today, it's just me that you're listening to. And hopefully uh, you learned a lot from what I just talked about. So I want you to have a safe and happy week until next week when I do another podcast. So have a great one. Bye.